Yep. God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of disorder. And it's so sad that we are here in 2022 in a progressive age yep. having to talk about this. Yes, yes. How depraved and darkened men's minds have become. Hello there, so glad to see you again today. At least you can see me and I know you're there. This is Dan Boone and we're less talking about tomorrow as we enjoy this uh, podcast again this week. And we have again our special guest with us, Dr. Chris Cody. From Great to Paducah, be here. Paducah, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the, where's the hand clapping here? Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's the place where the four rivers meet. Okay. Yeah. A lot of prophecies about God uh, doing great things where the, where the rivers meet. And you, uh, so we're believing for that. You kind of throw that in with the, uh, the Garden of Eden yeah. and the rivers coming e together. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, if you want to get to Eden, come see me in Paducah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hey, as you can tell, we have a good time, and we're so glad that you joined us with for a few minutes today. Uh, we're going to be talking about some things that are important, very important to the church in America. We do believe, you know, things have happened in America the last several years. Uh, we could go back to. A couple of centuries ago, we could go back to 50 years ago. Yeah. We could go back 20 years. We can go back a couple of months. Wow, things are changing so fast. But in at the speed, the things, the degradation that's coming in, and the uh, rampant, okay with every sin under the book. My, my, my. If that's what you feel like's on your heart. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to ask you a few questions about that, uh, Pastor Chris. Yep. I really, uh, I really have a concern here. The, the, to me, just about the worst thing that could possibly happen to our country today, and this is not a political issue, mm -mm. this is a moral is, issue, yeah. which is a spiritual issue. Just about the worst thing that could possibly happen is from the White House and the administration, they have said that children, we're talking four, five, six, seven, eight-year-old and up, children who identify as the opposite sex should be able to have uh, the availability of puberty blockers and eventually sexual reassignment surgery. Government funded. Oh, I, I, <laughs> it's like, no, in the name of Jesus, this yeah. has gone way too far. Yeah. We've killed 70 million in the womb, and now we're trying to destroy their lives and let them live with that decision for out the, their uh, physical life here on earth. And the consequences in eternal life are yet to be mentioned. So... I, I, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's let's try to come across, you know, the way that Jesus would have us come across. We don't want to put down anybody. We want to build them up, and the way we build them up is by truth and love. And I, my heart goes out, and I've posted this on my personal Facebook. My heart goes out to the parents and to the children who are experiencing gender dysphoria. And I know you've got a lot to work with. But let's don't mutilate them, their general uh, genitals, and give them something that they're trying to make a decision about doing. 
at a very young age where they're not even capable of making life decisions and then having to live with it throughout the duration of this life. That's just not fair to them. We're supposed to protect young people. Okay, I'm, I've said enough before I get really upset start yelling. <laughs> well, we said in our previous episode that this is what the world is trying to sell us that freedom is and that freedom looks like. And it's, it's the worst form of abuse yes. and bondage. You know, I remember uh, just a few years ago when my kids were much smaller, you know, my daughter, Faith, she'd be uh, just playing with her toys in the floor and I'd walk along and go, Faith, She'd look up at me with those big brown eyes and I'd say, do you know you're a girl? You're a girl. Yeah. And I said, you know, you like boys. You go, you know, and I did that with all three of my kids. And I am glad I did because there's such confusion. And just think about that word gender. This to me is gender confusion. Well, the Bible says God's not the author. Yep. God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of disorder. And it's so sad that we are here in 2022 in a progressive age having to talk about this. Yes, yes. How depraved and darkened men's minds have become in this day. Depraved is a great word to be able to use to give a description of that. In the beginning, God made them male and female. Male and female, He made them. And a son should leave the family and cleave to his wife, leave and cleave, as a female shall leave and cleave from her family to join him in marriage, one marriage throughout their lifetime till death do them part, under the auspices of the covenant that God has given us and the authority he's given us to come together to be one flesh. Yes. And that is the only thing that will establish and that will continue to, if I can use the word, operate Uh the societies that we're in. A society must be, uh, the the progenity of the uh, society is going to be done through the sexual union of one man, one woman, and to keep the home with the nuclear family working, it should be one man, one woman, not all the, all the other things that could and be Satan coming out hates of it. it. Yeah. He hates it yeah. from the beginning yeah. because it is God's mandate on humanity from its origin. Yes. To live, he, he put Adam and Eve, he, they, didn't, they weren't born as babies. They were created as adults and he put them in a married state. Yes. And he said it was good. Mm-hmm. And then he said, be blessed. Yes. You're not cursed. Yes. You're blessed. And then he said, what? Be fruitful yeah. and multiply. Multiply, yeah. And again, it's, it's, it, Satan is, is telling the same lie with a different package. Yeah. You know that, no, God's just a killjoy, just to sleep around, you know, whatever, shack up, do all of this. That seems minor today compared to what's going on. But anytime you step outside of God's original, perfected, ordained state, you are deviating from what's going to bring light and blessing and health to a society. Amen. You know, I shared with you earlier when when we were off screen about a young person and I know he's around 20 years of age 
and a very intelligent guy, and he's a good guy. Mm -hmm. He's a a born-again Christian, and Mm -hmm. he posted on Facebook, well, so what if a man has female parts and a female has man parts? What's the big deal? Uh, In other words, I think what he was trying to say was, so a few people want to go out and do that, it's not going to affect me. Well, what we need to realize is that's the fruit of the spirit of this age. I believe that basically everything the enemy tries to do is to try to defeat children and welcoming them into this world, i.e. abortion, uh, i.e. all of the things that uh, have come up since then. Just get our, just get our schools so they don't longer, yeah. no longer pray. Let's take out the things that would pertain to God, which is not constitutional. No. There is no wall of separation no. in the Constitution. As a matter of fact, that, that uh, Second Amendment said that Congress shall not make any rules or laws regarding churches. It was a one-way thing, yeah, not right. not two ways. You know, I remember, and this goes back a while. I'm not 14 years old any longer, <laughs> or 24, 34. Anyway, yes, but I remember before the prayer was taken out of schools, and I remember that we sang songs in school like "Onward, Christian Soldiers," and Christmas songs that glorified Jesus Christ. I did too. It, we sang that, and then. There was a Jewish girl in our class, and the teacher asked her if she would like to share on Hanukkah. We weren't afraid or no. against Judaism. We were allowing her to have a, a, a say in what you know we were learning about, and that was good. I experienced that. There wasn't any frustration there. Nobody put her down. Nobody pointed fingers at her. Nobody said she couldn't talk. We had open counsel. I believe today would be fine. Bring Jewish people in. Bring Islam, Muslim people in so a Muslim person can speak in this school. That's okay. It's part of your education. Not trying to indoctrinate. Uh, exactly. And not trying to, you know, win over somebody to a particular religion just as a study. But let's do it correctly. Let's give everybody the same shot at it because Christianity, in my opinion, is going to win anyway. Truth so, so, is not insecure. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> and it's like, good gosh, folks, you, you've got to the point. So what happens now? Did God say, oh, I heard that somewhere else in a book I read one time. Did God say, yeah, yeah it's called the book of Genesis. That's the question that got us all in this yes. human mess exactly. of sin and darkness. And, and you know, when your eyes are opened by the Holy Spirit, this is easy to see. And when you're welcoming God, as you realize He's the maker of everything, it's easy to see. And when you recognize that God is love, He doesn't make a decision whether to love you or not. He is love. You're automatically loved by God. At the same time, He is just. And a just God has to deal with people who have misbehaved or missed the mark or sinned or done things that are uh, uh, against the Word of God because they are rebelling and if God allowed rebels in heaven, heaven would be just like earth. Uh huh. Yes, sir. You know this uh, lie that the world has sold this bill of goods. It's it's a it is the height of contradiction. In the one sense, they teach us evolution is a fact. 
And yet they espouse progressivism and that lives matter. Why do lives matter if evolution's true? It, we, we wonder why our children and our society behave like animals, but that's what we've taught them they are. It is a contradiction. It's not only a contradiction, it's shaking the hands in a loving, caring God yeah. and saying, I know better. Oh my goodness, yeah. I know better. You know, I'm doing a, a study uh, in a class that I'm taking and we're talking about creation and we're not gonna go into all that today, but it's really to disprove evolution was even possible. Right. And it's obviously, emphatically easy to prove mathematically that it's impossible. Absolutely. So, you know, there's that's disproven. It's been disproven for several years. It's been uh, sought against for many years just because of the stupidity of it. But now it's scientifically proven that it's impossible to have macro evolution. No way. Well, you know, this is how I, I, I have a social science degree. I'm not a social scientist. I'm not an expert, but I'm not uneducated either. And I have enough sense to know this, that no one can be genetically pre-programmed to be born gay. Because if that were true, it would weed itself out out of the gene pool because they can't make another one. You can't put yeah. two gay people together and make another one. Yeah. So if what they're telling us is true, it would just be weeded right out of the gene pool yeah. over time. Yeah. It's just insanity yeah. what people have believed is lies. Hey, let's take a break from let's talk about it tomorrow. Just for a couple of minutes, I'd like to have Dr. Cody give us just a few things about World Harvest Church in Paducah, Kentucky. Well, thanks, Pastor Dan. Well, it's an honor to be here. Yes, you know, my wife and I, Amber, we've been the just privileged to pastor a great church, World Harvest Church of Paducah, Kentucky. We're in our 21st year, a growing church. Um, God put us there to impact the region, he told me, and gave us a wonderful building and a regional location. Uh, but at times, you know, God's called me to come outside the four walls of my church. My church is so gracious to share me a little bit. Uh, with the body of Christ. And uh, so there's more and more of that coming. So you could find out a lot about our ministry at uh, whcpaducah.com. But I have my own ministry now for the traveling arm of my ministry. We go to other countries when God says. Uh, we do church meetings. I've done Bible schools. Teaching in the Bible schools is just something I love, love, love to do. But you could find out more about my ministry, uh, traveling ministry, my books, my materials. Uh, at chriscodyministries.com. If you check out that one, I have been doing mentoring classes uh, every Thursday night for about seven years. And we have captured a lot of audio and video. And for a one-time fee for $35, you can get a whole semester's worth of mentoring. I've covered everything from ministry gifts, spiritual gifts, leadership, finance, wealth creation, a lot of that out there. I even have a ministry training course for full-time ministers called Ministry Advance, all there on my website, my books. Um, anyway, check it out. Yeah, that, that's important. It, you know, the ability to be able to role play, to be able to think, to be able to process, and I believe that brings out another total subject for another time, but that's education, uh, educating young people. 
the Webster's 1828 dictionary has a different definition for education than what we have today for education. A liberal arts education was originally thought of as being an education not to teach you all these different things about different areas, but instead to teach you how to think. Uh -huh. And we've taken that liberal arts part out and we've, we've tried to make it a- No, no thinking allowed. Yeah, opportunity <laughs> to, to me to implant in you whatever I want to implant in you. And if you don't like it, then you can just flunk out of this class. Yeah. And that is so far from the intention of early education. And I don't mean early childhood education, I mean early education and people that could really think, because most of us would have trouble passing an eighth grade test today uh, that was given 150 years ago to kids. Yeah. So we have lost that ability. We count on Google and our computers to tell us what to think, how to look at something, how to put it together. Yeah. And so we need to get back to reading the Word of God, which gives us the boundaries, gives us the ability to have the mind of Christ rather than the mind of man. And what you said is so important. Back in 2010, God dealt with me. I was reading 2 Timothy chapter 3 here, and I got stuck there for a year and a half. And my first book, uh, which was Walking in the Light, mm -hmm. uh, came out of that. And God told me in the midst of that, that in these last days, deception would be so pervasive in the world that if my people, God said, were not actively, ongoingly, daily holding to the truths of my word, deception would be their condition by default. Mm. Now, that was just 12 years ago. We, I have seen that. <laughs> I, I have seen that come to pass. But that, that, that's powerful. Do you want to say that again? <laughs> he said to me in 2010 that in these last days, deception would become so pervasive in the world that if his children weren't actively, ongoingly, daily holding to the truths of his word, that deception would be their condition by default. Yeah. And we, unfortunately, we see that. There are people today that are confessed Christians that say, well, because you live in the West, uh, you don't understand the Word of God. And of course, the first thing that I think of is, hmm, the first century church believed the things that I believe. Uh -huh. And also, if, that's, if what you're saying is true, how come my brothers that I'm closely associated with in India believe the same thing that I believe. If you want to be safe, don't go with anything new. Isn't that right? Yeah. You know, and these things were prophesied, Pastor Dan, right here in 2 Timothy 4, uh, you know, 13, and Paul describing the last of the last, the last of the last, there are no more days left, mm -hmm. that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Rick Renner, who is a genius in the Greek, in, in my estimation, says that this wax worse and worse, it means to spread like an epidemic cancer. Wow. In the Greek. Pandemic. <laughs> deceiving and being deceived. And the very first thing Jesus said when his disciples asked him, what would be the sign of the end of the age and of thy coming, was what? Take heed to yourselves that no man deceive you. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and you, you made mention there, um, 
I use a filter. This is my personal filter yes, sir. that I came up with. I believe the Holy Spirit was the one that showed me this. But first of all, it's got to be in the Word of God and or agree with the Word of God. Okay? Secondly, I have to see it in the Reformation. I have to see it by men like John Wesley and John Calvin and people like that, Martin Luther, of course, that they also preached that or wrote in their memoirs or wrote in the books that they wrote. It's got to be there. Mm -hmm. And today it has to be something that my understanding says that it's true and it's something to stand on. It's a major importance. So I have to have these the litmus paper test by three different litmus papers, if you would. Uh, the Bible and all, I, let me go back. All of it has to agree with the Bible. Yes, sir. The first litmus test is the first century church. Amen. Then the second one's Reformation. Today's uh, the third one. Sounds wise so to me. it's got to line up. And if I can't find that doctrine or what's being espoused, uh, even if it's cloudy, maybe it's not emphatic that it's wrong, that's easy to kick out. Because uh -huh. I just see one of those three kicks it out, it's gone. But if it's something that may be marginal or whatever, then I just put it on the shelf, come back to it some other time maybe. I have to have it agree with all of those. That keeps me in line with orthodoxy. It keeps me in line with uh, everything that has been said according to the Word of God, and it's been tested through the ages. Yes, sir. So that keeps me safe, and when I preach to a congregation or I preach to a, a youth group or whatever I do, whatever, whoever I share this one-on-one, -on -one, that keeps me being accurate in what I am communicating so that they will have the advantage of that. Then, I don't leave it there, I say, okay, now you go check it out and make sure the Word of God agrees with what I said, and if it doesn't, you come back to me and we'll talk about it. Be like the Bereans. Absolutely. Yeah, the book of Acts, they went, they were more reasonable-minded than others that Paul had dealt with, but when they listened to him, they went, they took their Bible, their text home to study to see if these things be true or not. You have to have an, you know, people say, well, this is what I believe. Mm -hmm. If you ask them why, <laughs> on what basis, I love it. and ask them on what authority, what source, well, this, well, that's just what I believe. You go to hell like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the old... Hell uh, is full of that. Good intentions. But the this is, you know, going back to a previous uh, episode we did, to, talk, to really talk about an issue, if I have a beef with the body of Christ is we, you could go to mega churches. I, I know of many thousands in attendance and you will never see a Bible. You won't see it in the pulpit. Yeah. It, it's not the feature of yeah. so many of our entertainment-based, um, what I call the self-help church. And uh, I'm not endeavoring to be critical, but I, I have those churches in my city, and I know some of those pastors. And I say, wow, you, got, you know, Pastor, you have a lot of people in your church. And he would stop me and say, you know what, Pastor, I do. But other than my core few, my church changes over every six months. And he said, I can't figure that out. Well, I didn't say anything. Yeah. I'm not the big corrector yeah. in the body of Christ, but I pay attention. And I walked away thinking this, I know why. Because in six months, they figured out that they can get everything you're giving them watching Oprah on TV. It's nothing but a self-help church. And we are not empowering the body of Christ with the belt of truth so that they cannot be deceived. Amen. That is so sad. 
I tell you what, you will get the truth if you go to World Harvest Church, Paducah, well, Kentucky. Or if you come to Church of Tomorrow in you Oklahoma City, it. we will do everything possible that we can to help you, to strengthen you, to build you in the Lord and not ways of man, but to be able to make sure that your path is directed to the Lord. He said his word is a light into your path, a lamp into your feet. So we follow the road that Jesus went on. Amen. Love you so much. Check with us next week when we'll talk once more about Let's Talk It again tomorrow. God bless.